What's up, Whittier? Welcome to What's Up, Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hey guys, producer Christine here with this week's community corkboard announcements. Like every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have the Whittier Farmers Market presented to you by the Whittier Uptown Association, located on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. Next up, we have movies in the park. Why not bring your family out to enjoy a movie in the park? Which park? Parnell Park at 15390 Lambert Road. The next movie is August 4th, A Dog's Purpose, and September 1st, there will be Star Wars, The Last Jedi. But let's not forget the best events happening going on in Whittier this summer. I say it and I'll say it again. It's the Whittier Concerts in the Park series. So excited. I just had, um, I think we're in week two right now as we're recording this. So I went to the one on Monday with Clapton Road uh, performing Eric Clapton Classics, which was really awesome. I definitely suggest everybody go to the next one, which is July 12th with Trinity, who are performing Sticks, Foreigner, and Journey Classic Hits. That will be at Parnell Park. Again, the address there is 15390 Lambert Road. On Monday, July 16th, the Kings of 88 will be playing Piano Rock. All concerts, again, begin at 7 p.m. All of these dates that I'm going to say, in case you want to write in your calendar, are going to be for Central Park. Monday is at 7 p.m. July 23rd, Identity Theft will be playing 80s. On July 30th, The Society will be playing Top 40s. And August 6th, Einstein Band will be doing some reggae. Now these concerts will be the ones on Thursday at Parnell Park. So we do have the Trinity Band on July 12th. And then July 19th, we have My Generation playing some British Invasion hits. This is taking the place of A Hard Day's Night, the Beatles cover band, which again, I'm sad about. Uh, July 26th, Las Colibri, which is a women's mariachi group. Uh, we were not having the mariachi divas this summer, so we are having Los Colibri. Let's go out there and give them a Whittier welcome. August 2nd, we'll be having Cold Duck, who will be playing Latin and Top 40 hits. And August 9th will be Time Bomb. It's a blast of the past, guys, from 1975 to 1985 hits. Again, if you would like any more of this information, you can check out the city of Whittier.com. I think it's WhittierParksAndRec.com. Um, or you can just Google City of Whittier Parks and Recreation. Again, all concerts begin at 7 p.m. So bring your lawn chairs, blankets, and your dancing shoes. Do you ever wonder what the Chamber of Commerce actually does in the City of Whittier? Well, wonder no more. Why don't you head on over there, ask my girl Courtney what they're all about. But in case you can't make it over to the office and you are free Thursday, July 12th from 4 to 7 p.m., hit up their annual Shop Local event. This will be at Parnell Park right before the concert's in the park, so if you do plan on seeing some Trinity and getting your rock on, head on over to Shop Local. Also, are you subscribed to the Sustainable City newsletter yet? Well, let me tell you, I will drop all the links below and you can definitely look into it. It's really cool. Um, I'm just looking at it right now. Let's see what we got going on. On Wednesday, July 11th at 6.30 p.m., meet your deputy. How are your county tax dollars spent? Well, District 4 County Supervisor Janice Hahn's local deputy, Ivan Sulik, provides an update on District 4 priority projects and issues in the greater Whittier area. This will be at Sage Restaurant, 6511 Greenleaf Avenue. And again, it is a free event at 6.30 p.m. 
Oh, well, this is cool. This is called Crafter Hours at the Whittier Library. So Friday, July 13th at 6.30 p.m., Chuck from Tandy Leather will lead a bookmark crafting program for adults. Learn introductory skills in leather craft and take home an original work. All materials will be provided. And this is a free event, guys. This is super cool. So again, it's at the Central Library, 7344 Washington Avenue, Friday, July 13th at 6.30 p.m. Alrighty guys, so this event looks like it's a little ways away, but we are in July, so this gives you ample time to train and put it in your calendar. October 27, 2018, Whittier will be having its 5K Spooktacular. Woo -woo! I think this is going to be the 6th or the 7th year. I unfortunately was unable to participate last year, but I did participate the two years before that. And since now I have it on my calendar, I guess I'm going to have to go. I'm really excited. So uh, make sure you get out there. Save the date, October 27, 2018. And I'm sure there will be more information. Once I find it, I will definitely let all of you guys know. Oh, and another event I just remembered from the Whittier Latino Coalition is a Candidate 101 training, How to Run for Office. This will be Saturday, July 21st, 2018 from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Sorensen Library. The training is free, but they ask for a $10 food donation. And you must RSVP to 562-699-4669. Again, this will be at the Sorensen Library. Alright guys, have anything you want us to feature in the community corkboard? Tag us on Instagram. Check out our Facebook at What's Up Whittier. If you have anything that you'd like to send to the community corkboard, email us at communitycorkboard at whatsupwhittier.com. Or if that's confusing and too long, you can just use the other email, whatsupwhittierpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor for What's Up Whittier, you can shoot an email over to producer Christine at christine at whatsupwittier.com. Don't forget to follow all of our social media. Like I said, we're on Instagram, Facebook. Um, don't forget to check out Remo the Realtor at Remo the Realtor, RemoTheRealtor.com. Just everything Remo the Realtor. And also our wonderful Jesse the Architect. I don't think he has JesseTheArchitect.com, but he definitely has J2Architects.com. And follow him, J2Architects, on Instagram. And you can see all of the cool buildings that are coming up in Whittier. And you can follow me if you want. I am at The Singing Moon. I get a little political here and there in regards to local city politics. If that interests you, follow me. If it doesn't, don't follow me. But regardless, thank you for listening and subscribing to our wonderful show here, What's Up Whittier. And without further ado, Remo and Jesse, take it away. It's all yours. What's up, Whittier? What's up, Whittier and all the people on Greenleaf? What what? Dun, da, da, da. Oh, what happened to the hype person here? She was doing really <laughs> good earlier. Start calling people out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the hype woman. Uh, she now has a headset on, and uh, she gets quiet as a as the show gets going. Staying back right. professional. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Time to work. Hello, everybody out there uh, on Instagram. We're also streaming this live um, on on Instagram. Yes. Isn't that what I said? Yeah. Okay. I'm streaming it somewhere <laughs> yeah. on the Instagram world. So those are that are on Instagram. Hello. So Remo, what are yes, we about sir. this week? We have uh, we we did our taxes this week, Jesse. No, man, you're ahead <laughs> of me, man. <then. laughs> no, we have a special guest today. Special, special. Mm -hmm. Right off the uh, the last event, uh, big pop up event. Um, and if you follow his Instagram, he's got a lot of things going on. And uh, we're here with Whittier Woodworks, 
And behind Whittier Woodworks, Mr. Ramiro. Hi. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you guys. Last name. I'm going to – I don't want to mess it up. Even though I double-checked <laughs> with him. It's Garate. Garate. See Growing that? up, it was like karate, but with a G. <laughs> there you go. So that's uh, – Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. No, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. We were just talking about the event you, you – uh, what was it, like a month ago? Two no. months ago? April 7th. Has it been that long? Dang. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Antique fair, right? The antique fair. Yeah, okay. yeah, antique fair. So that was the last pop up you had, I think, the, or at least the biggest one. The right? biggest one, yeah. Yeah, because I yeah. know you do several. Between we did now the art stroll recently. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah the art stroll. Well, we do. You do that every every month, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we try so. to do it every month. Yeah. yeah. So far, we've been keeping up with it. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, what Whittier Woodworks is, and, uh, and a little bit about yourself. Well, um, Whittier Woodworks part time passion, I guess. Um, I have a full time job. I work for the public health department, public health laboratories. So that's my full-time job. That was pays the bills and gets us health insurance and whatnot. But um, the Whittier Woodworks, it kind of started when we got our house. Like I was saying, Remo, we got our house. And, uh, Did Remo sell you the house? Or? No. Uh, not yet. Well, he's upgrading next month. I would have probably paid a little said, bit more. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> I would have paid double. You yeah, <laughs> see? That's to find somebody else. No, no, but uh, when we got our house, we it was a fixer-upper at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I was always very handsy, very DIY. And um, so, yeah, that's we started fixing up the house, and then somebody needed a patio table. I'm not going to point fingers, but somebody needed a patio table. So I made a patio table, and it kind of just started rolling from there. My mom liked the table, so she asked me to make her one, but 10 feet long because yeah. she wants everybody sitting around her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it just kind of just started going from there, making stuff for family, friends, and then they would tell, oh, you know, do this. And they would refer me to other people. And uh, just recently, this past year, we um, beforehand, we were doing more custom orders. You would just do custom orders. But like I was telling you guys, this past year for December is when we started doing pop-ups. So we started making stuff in hopes of selling. Um, and it's, so far, it's been, it's been really good. Can't complain. So your ideas, let's say, that start with the patio, um, mm-hmm. was it something where you saw it on an Instagram or on Pinterest and you, and she said, honey, can you make this? And it, Kind of. It was kind of like that. She saw um, we both like a design on it. And uh-huh. at that point, it's one of those things where you kind of have to make it work within the budget. Because we were fixing up the house. And uh, so we, the table I did, it was, um, it was a design that she liked, but then... I the, I use the materials I wanted to use, so yeah. that's how we kind of kind of yeah. blend our our likes and things. It's usually mm-hmm. I like the look that she likes, and then I kind of put my spin on it or whatever material it is. And at the end, as long as she gets whatever she kind of wanted, we're both happy. Yeah. So we did. I ended up doing all reclaimed wood. I used pallet woods for the top. Nice. So it gives it like an old rustic look, and it was like a chevron print. And and uh, my mom liked the design, but she didn't like the old looking wood. Yeah. So we ended up making her one for uh, redwood. So it's just a redwood board top and same design, but just nicer looking wood. Nice. And yeah, that's how it kind of just started because I made a couple of those tables because people liked the design of it. Yeah. So, how how long have you been in, uh, been doing this for? Like professionally, you try to do stuff. Maybe uh, say like two, three years now. Okay. Yeah. Beforehand, like I said, it was just like hobbyish work. Yeah. Um, for, so for the past couple of years, I've been doing it a little bit more and more and more. I started the, in, the Instagram started bringing in more people too, yeah. especially locally. When I started doing um, 
the art stroller doing a more local events, then people will be like, oh, well, I didn't know they had like woodworkers here. Yeah. And like if you really look into it, there's a couple of there's a few people that around the area that actually do stuff like this. So. Yeah. When did it start from being just something you did on the side or a hobby as opposed to, you know what, this is actually, can you can make a buck from this? Maybe it was like two years ago. It was around two years ago when we started, when the orders were stopped coming from like mostly family and friends, when they started coming from like, oh, well, I saw this table that you posted. or I well, saw what, this. That's when you sort of have to actually start charging, right? Yeah. That's what <laughs> I'm like, okay, I charge you double now. Yeah, there you go. So no, we, that's, how it kind of started when, when I started noticing like it's people that are not related to you. Yeah. You know? That they actually, because in the essence, I mean, they're family. So you make them a table, they're going to say, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Whether they yeah. like it or not, that's, you know. Standing on three legs, but it's. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. As long as it doesn't wobble, they're happy. Yeah. But uh, when other people, like non friends, you know, I mean, still the referrals per se, but, you know, when more people started coming, and I'm like, oh, I was staying in wall, you know. I'm not going to be quitting my day job, but yeah. at least it's something that we could do on the side. And do you, do you tell them you charge extra for the wobble, or, or do you just? Uh, I call it rustic. There you go. It's a rustic. <laughs> the wobble's included. Yeah, that's you know. Wobble or no wobble? Too. If you want fine furniture, you talk somewhere else. But wobble rustic comes to the right person <laughs> yeah. over here. Like Woodier Woodwork wobble. There you uh, go. Wobble wobble wobble. wobble yeah. That's the, the logo. Wobble wobble wobble. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny that uh, you know when I I found you on Instagram. I, I it's one of those things where I like uh, I like seeing people put things together, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Just especially if you're dealing with you know working with your hands and stuff like that. And and uh, so I, have, I watch a lot of like woodworking uh, videos mm-hmm. on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. Um, and and you popped up uh, on one of those videos, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. There's a video. Oh, there's a woodworking place here in uh, in, in Whittier, um, and it, it makes sense because there's nobody. Um, like, it, it would make more sense here in Whittier because, like, you know, you go back to history. There's a lot of, you know, uh, antique. old antique, you know, places. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of kind of uh, people that are still holding to, holding on to the um, uh, kind of that feel of, of, of workmanship, you know, yeah. craftsmanship. Um, yes. And they really value that. And so uh, to, to for me, it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, that totally makes sense to be able to house a, a place like that because, um, you know, people would value it. People would, would desire it and, and really appreciate it. Um, and, again, just seeing the stuff you pull up on my basket, I mean, it's, you know, for me it's, like, very simple and clean, mm-hmm. but yet very, very useful or practical, like, you know. Because you get yeah, some stuff that you're like, I'll get a big table, but then the table you might use, like, once in a while and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh, there's some stuff on there that I thought was pretty cool. Thank you. But you want to walk through what you what, what you brought us here and uh, sure. Well, it's like little samples of stuff that I didn't know what to bring, but I know a lot of people. Where's the patio set or the? I know. Patio <laughs> set's right here. Uh, but yeah, that's another thing about doing pop ups. Like I can't take a big table. Yeah. You know, like I take a big bench, and I have pictures of it. That's why yeah. I usually post stuff on Instagram. So I'd be like, well, you know what? Can I do a bench? And I'd be like. Uh, I'm like, you know what? Look at my Instagram. I have a couple yeah. of benches in there, and and, st- and so they're able to see the bigger items. But for smaller items, like this one's like a little beer caddy that I did. Yeah, that like thought little, was pretty cool. Man. It's a little yeah. mid-century modern kind of thing with yeah, the yeah. Look. and it's walnut and a little cold uh, bottle opener. And even, I mean, we don't use it a lot for beer, but she uses it whenever we have functions. She puts like her 
napkins or you know yeah. forks or whatever, and she, it's easier for her to move around. Yeah, yeah. So, so what does something like that cost, and just how long does something like that take you? It's it's taking a lot of less time now because she is helping me a lot with the finishing part. Because beforehand, mm-hmm. when I was doing this, it was just me. She obviously she's busy with our kid and you know work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So sure. Um, the, her help is letting me go outside and do these things, but um, something like this. It takes you longer doing it the first time because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of like cutting, finagling, trying to get every, all the measurements to fit in. But then uh, that's why usually once I finish something and I figure out, okay, it works this way, I always try to take like measurements and notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. If I could make a template, even better. So that would be repeatability. It would be easier than yeah, long run. Sure. Um, but like two, like a couple of weeks would take me something like this now. I already know how to do it. I have this one that I could always go back on and get the measurements from. Um, and is the goal to try to have a template for each of them? If it's like a one of a kind, it's hard for like, let's say for my charcuterie boards. Mm-hmm. I usually don't have a template for them, even though I make a lot of them, because um, I usually like going with the grain of the wood. So like with this one, like the handle, I wanted to put it around this knot, so you can kind of see the rings going off of it. And each piece of wood is different, right. you know, so sure. you don't know what you're going to get. Like when when I buy the wood, it's rough. So that's why I brought a sample. So it's similar like this. Lumber yard and see you know saw marks, and once you start working it, you start um, uh, processing it. Basically, you start shaving it off, and then that's when you get to see what's underneath it, and how you can shape it and how you can work with it. And, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's like um, just that that eye, that 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 feeling of you know being able to touch it, see it, mm-hmm. and then kind of have that wood tell you how it needs to be cut, how yeah. it needs to be shaped. And how one piece does not overlay exactly to the next piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all, like, essentially custom pieces, yeah. even though you're trying to make them all the same, exactly. right? <laughs> no, and uh, it's my, more and more, like, my wife is seeing that, too, because we went to this, uh, oh, at the antique fair. Yeah. We had this one cutting board that this one uh, lady liked. And then she's, oh, well, I'll, I'll come back in a bit. I'm like, okay, no problem, you know. She took off, and then another couple came in. Picked that board up and then like two other boards and then purchased for a wedding and then two of them were going to be for her house. And then after that, she came back and said, oh, can I see? I'm like, oh, I, I just sold it. She said, well, do you have another one? I'm like, fortunately, like literally like you're saying, it's one of a kind kind of piece. Not yeah. to be like all dramatic, you know, yeah. but it's one of a kind. Like I, I don't have one. I could make you something similar to it, similar dimensions or whatever. Or even because that board had like a live edge to it. So like the edge of a tree on the mm-hmm. end of it, mm-hmm. you could see it. So and I really like those pieces because it kind of gives you the fact that it wasn't processed. It wasn't. Yeah. It was a natural tree that yeah. was turned into this. So I love keeping that live edge whenever possible, and that's what she liked too. So it, it took us a couple of weeks, but we ended up uh, um, finding a board that had similar characteristics to the one that she liked, yeah. and we made her a new one, another one for her. And it was at that point it was custom, but it's similar to something yeah. that she had seen before. Nice. Now, do you go to a, a lumber yard and just kind of, I don't want to say how women shop, but just walk around and, you know, kind of no, see you, different pieces? No, you got it right. It's about how the women shop. <laughs> right. Yeah. Honey, she's, been, she's been with me. So honey, if you're listening, that was not me. That was, <laughs> no. No, it, it um, usually, because I, I could get, usually I take my daughter to school and I pick her up after work. So I always try to do trips like that whenever 
when I don't have her. Because, yeah, for me, it's not boring, but she's still a kid. She's still yeah. alive. So you could get, she's, you're looking at the same wood, Dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's cool because she's like jumping from board yeah. to board. But even then, like, you know, I, I don't have the time to actually look through boards. and try to find I'm sure the lumber mill really appreciates it. <laughs> yeah, no. Surprisingly, they're really cool. It's a, it's a smaller lumber yard. It's in the city of, uh, I want to say Vernon, like close to HP. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they've been theirs well not in that spot but they've been open since like like 1940s i want to say yeah, so it's like an old wow. lumber yard and the people there are really close bonhoff lumber so they're, they're really cool they have um and even then like you go in and a lot of places they don't let you kind of like sift through it you kind of order what you need they give you whatever you need and mm-hmm. that's it to look over the draw but with them they actually let you go in if, if i know i'm going to pick up let's say walnut you know i go and look through the boards that i like grab them and go count them up and that's it and what are the um when you say look through boards how big are these these typical boards you're looking are you They're, getting you know big sheets are you getting you know 12 by 20 sheets well now when we first started we were going they have like a little small section of cutoffs, so they were like three foot lengths mm-hmm. so for me it was perfect because i wasn't doing a lot of the hardwood stuff in the beginning but now they had like we're doing enough where we're getting like their 12 foot long boards Wow. And they're like, you know, maybe between six to eight inches wide, depending on, and some might even wider, but uh, anything wider than eight, in, eight inches is too big for me to work with what I have at home. Mm-hmm. So um, that's limiting a bit, but it works for me right now. So, uh, yeah, you just go in through, they have stacks, stacks and stacks and stacks, whatever you want. Like I was saying, depending on what color wood you want, if you want to leave it naturally, obviously you could stain the wood to whatever color you want. But if you want like, just a natural look, I mean, they have different colored woods. And, um, yeah, it's just you pick out whatever you need, whatever they have, and then go from there. Now, going back to the, that piece with the uh, with the ball opener, now you mentioned two weeks that it would take. Now, if you were working on it pretty consistent where someone says, you know what, I'm, I, I want something like this, and you have a weekend off, and you're just – you know, starting right on it, how long would it take? Work yeah, work if it's something about, if it's just this that I'm doing, a weekend would be more than enough because okay. as long as I have the wood. Because then it, it, they're only open during the week, so it's one of those tell me during the week, I'll pick up whatever I need if I don't have it at home. Because um, I've done smaller projects, and the turnaround has been uh, some photographers. Uh, they're on Instagram, too. Mm-hmm. They, um, they would ask for little baby crib props. And they've already purchased, Carlos and Brenda Photography, they've purchased a couple of different... Uh, little props that they've done and literally they they tell me hey can you make this when they send me like a picture and measurements that they want and i'm like you know what let me check if i have the wood at home if i do then wouldn't be a problem and yeah it's pine so you should have plenty of pine at home and yeah that, that was something like that we could knock it out over the weekend um more than anything is the finishing that takes a little bit longer when yeah. starting clear mm-hmm. and especially with stuff like that i always try to air it out because you, you still take a smell from it Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like in a weekend it could be done. I always give it like a week to kind of like air it out and make everything ready. And that's something that just someone that doesn't work with or would often would would always assume, well, why would it take that long? But like you said, you if you're putting a coat on it or you're doing something to it, it has to dry or you, there has to be some finish done to it. Yeah, right? and e- each step you have to let the wood settle. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like I've, I've never taken classes for any of this. So a lot of the stuff that I've done, it's more of a learning process for me. It's YouTube University. So literally all the videos <laughs> I see online and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, like, I wonder how to make this. I'm like, I search YouTube. You know, so people have made stuff. And um, 
Yeah, it's like after, let's say you get a rough wood, after you smooth out both sides, you have to let it sit for a day. It gives it time to either warp on you or crack on you or whatever. And um, if, it does, if it does it, awesome. Then you just keep going. You start like cutting it down and building from it. But if it does, then you have to work with those. You know, you have to either try to fix the problem or start again with a new board. Nice. Out of out of all the pieces you've done, what what's like your number one seller? Like, what do you get calls for a lot? Charcuterie boards. Really? It's a fancy cutting board, but it's yeah. a charcuterie board. It's just um, for uh, displaying food, um, like wine, cheeses, and I, we we sell a lot of those. Um, so usually at every show we have at least like six, seven of them, and they do sell. Um, what else do we usually do? Bottle openers. We made little bottle openers, and um, and it's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's um, it's different laminated woods, and it's people trip out when I tell them, "Oh, it wasn't stained." That's the natural color of the wood. Um, the only thing that we added was the the hardware. Yeah. So those sell pretty good. Um, and is this something that's a little bit quicker to make? Yeah, I mean, we have I have a bunch of blanks basically on hand. So whenever, if, let's say we do a show, we for some reason we sell out. I have plenty right there to start making more. Mm-hmm. Um, with those, it's a bit more consistent because the shape is the same. You know? Yeah. If anything, maybe just the the width of the wood or yeah. what, or the colors of the wood. Would this be a what is it, a teardrop or is a yeah it's something like a teardrop? <laughs> I'm just trying to because you want to put it right here by your It's eye. a club. Yeah. Yeah. It's a club, man. It's a <laughs> for the, yeah. our lovely people on. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> you could get three of them right there if you want. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a necklace, just in case. Yeah. You just be like, oh. What what, what about coffee. what about your favorite piece? What do you enjoy doing the most? Or if you could do more, what would you? What would you uh, is there a specific type of project? I like doing the smaller ones. Like I, I like I like doing tables. That's when I first started is doing tables. Yeah. But with my space, I'm limited. You know, so I work out of a. If anything, it's maybe it's considered a two car garage. Yeah. It's like what seventeen, eighteen feet wide. Yeah. So that's where we. That's where I get all my work done from there. So if I have a six-foot table, that basically takes up everything because yeah. my tools are there, too. They're on wheels, so I'm able to move them around. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it's a table. So the smaller projects, I could have, like, two, three small projects going on, and I'm happy because then I get not bored, but let's say, you know what, I need a break from this, and I have something else right here. Yeah. Um, with the table, it's the table. Nice. I can't do anything else until the table gets out. So, so even I- if I start something else, the table might get damaged. Yeah. How long did you work on that first table when you put it together? Man, that took me forever. A, oh <laughs> man, that's, see, the the more I get, and I'm not saying the better the tools got better, but you get a a little bit hand. You 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 wise up with what you need to do because before it was like if it was a repeated cut, um, I would measure each cut. Yeah. And now you know, okay, I'm gonna have ten of the same cuts. You put a little stop lock. You put. Yeah. And you just, it's faster. And the little tricks that you learn along the way that, yeah. that, that speed up the process. But yeah, even the cutting board, it took me forever to do my first cutting board. And that was for my mom, for her, I think it was for her birthday. Yeah. It's still pristine because she doesn't use it because it's too nice to use. Yeah, so hanging there. Somewhere. Yeah, and uh, last time I opened the drawer and it was in the drawer. And I'm like, oh, wow, you know, it's held up pretty good. 
And my dad tells her, well, ask her why. Ask her, <laughs> ask her how many times she uses it. And she's like, what? It's my cutting board. I can use it however many times I want. It's been in the safe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, even that. Now we could we could knock out a couple of cutting boards in a weekend. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, it's just a matter of once you do it once, then you can, okay, I know what I'm doing. So now you either fix the problems you encounter with the first one and you start yeah. producing more. So, and, and the surfing serving board that you have, what's the biggest size that it, it comes in? Um, it's, not, it's not even a serving board, but it's well, a paddle. I mean, well, it, it's, it's we, just we, the, we think alike because I said the exact same thing. You guys aren't the only ones. <laughs> Every show, yeah. we get one of those. Or a big uh, butch, uh, butcher knife, knife, right? Yeah. Um, the majority from my charcuterie boards, they, I try to keep them around 36 inches long. They're around three feet from handle to the end. And what but is that, about 30 this inches? This about 24 26, okay. a little bit shorter, but I was working with the wood that I have. So this one is rainbow poplar. So a lot of people trip out that think that I'm the one that yeah. stained it, and that's just the natural color of the wood. Um, all we did to it was just uh, sand it and then seal it with mineral oil, so it's food safe. And um, and yeah. And how wide does something like that get? Um, as wide as you want. So I have uh, the charcuterie boards. I think they try to keep them around under eight inches ideal for you could store it easier mm-hmm. um for display purpose, even for carrying it because a piece of like walnut wood gets it, heavy. hardwood it gets heavy, heavy. Yeah. so anything bigger than that you're it's it'll look nicer but it becomes a bit impractical in, in my ideas so i mean we have two we have two cutting boards i think one of them is like four feet long and then one of them is five feet long Wow. And I did it because I saw an inst- a post on Instagram where this guy made a huge one. Yeah. And I told her, I'm like, I want to make one of those. She's like, you're never going to sell it. I'm like, I don't care. It'll be a statement piece. Yeah. People will take <laughs> pictures of it. So we ended up, I mean, made two of them. So yeah. so, you, so now you got to go buy the smallest knife you can find and, and then put, put it, it right next to it. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Rose Riesline here, owner of the Collab Inc. We are located in the heart of Uptown, 6709 Greenleaf Avenue. Um, we're a collaborative co-working space, the first one here in Whittier. We have undedicated workspace, private cubicles, conference room, and private offices coming soon. And we'll also will be hosting networking events and business development workshops. So we're super excited to have our professionals and entrepreneurs come in here and co-work. The underscore collab underscore ink for Instagram. And then on Facebook, we are The Collab Inc. You can find out what we're all about and see our schedule of events at thecollabinc.com. You can also learn about our membership prices, fee structures, daily rates, and event space rates. We are a two-minute walk from our parking structure on Bright Avenue. Come sit with us. So out of, out of all the wood that you work with, what's your favorite wor- uh, wood to work with? I think it's been walnut. That's what I've been using a lot. Yeah. But each one of them has, like, I really like the rainbow poplar yeah. just because of the crazy colors. And it's yeah. that's naturally how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like it, but I don't come across it very much. Um, walnut, depending on how you stain it, it, it could be either this brown or it could be as dark as that. Yeah. And it's just depending on the board. So it has a nice little color variance. Jesse, did you, if we could show that piece, yeah. look how many... How many uh, pieces of wood is in there? In that What's well, one? Right? It's three so pieces. Three? Yeah. Nice. Three pieces glued together. And they're all the natural, just again with the oil. That's, yeah, just the natural color of it. People think that they stain it and they think it's safe because you stained it. I'm like, no, that's the natural. 
That's paduk, which is naturally red. And then cherry has that orange color to it. Mm -hmm. And then the walnut is naturally this brown. A lot of people like this color, so they're like, oh, can you stain the color? And they have stains that will mimic this color. By the time they know this is the natural color of the wood. what it is, yeah. yeah. And how, wow. how long would the oil keep it sealed, the mineral oil? After washes. So I usually tell people with uh, anything that's sealed, like mineral, say, mineral oil that's food safe, I always recommend maybe after like a wash or two, just rub it with mineral oil. Or you could buy cutting board oil. Um, they sell them all over. Well, the beauty about it being natural and being wood is that even if you were to cut on it without a sealer or something, I mean, it's still wood. I mean, yeah. it's not. But it's not porous where it's going to collect. Well, that's take, the yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it'll take, it'll grab. I mean, you're not cutting meat in this thing. You're like, you know, more like fruits or. Yeah, well, you could, uh, there's the hardwoods. You could technically cut uh, meat on it. And that's why they always, for the cutting boards, they want, they ask for hardwoods that are closed grain. Because um, the open grain, like oak, yeah. if the whole thing works, like you say you cut meat or chicken, yeah. if you don't wash it properly, then the bacteria will start yeah. growing in it. We, uh, the reason why I ask is we had one, I think we were walking Ikea and we picked one up, just a cutting board. And then I want to say we probably used it once or twice, put it in the, the Lazy Susan. One time I opened the Lazy Susan, I'm like, what the hell smells in here? <laughs> and it was a cutting board. And I, I swear we probably used it one time. Yeah. I thought we washed it. And then it just got tossed. So, Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it'll pick up the if it's not sealed properly. And that's why I always tell, because even at, at one point, like I know if, if you do use them a lot, and I always tell anybody, like if it ever gets to a point where you use it a lot and it's really scratchy, go ahead and bring it back to me. Give me like a weekend, sand it down for you, and bring it back to life for you. And right. um, yeah, I mean, as long as you maintain them, they should last. And the long. oil, you just get and just rub it like you would a stain in a way? Basically, And yeah. just get it, let it, it soak, soak in. in. You leave it on there for a couple, like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I always leave it on for, even after I put mineral oil on these, I always uh, put a, it's a cutting board wax. Um, you uh, you could buy it at Battles, Home Depot, sure. Lowe's, anywhere. Any hardware store will have it. Mm -hmm. And um, that same thing too. You just rub it on it. You let it sit for like 20 minutes and then you just buff it up. And it's shiny again, smooth. Yes. Yeah. When you, I mean, so when you give or someone buys one of these, do you give them the instructions that hey, you yeah. need this? Yeah, we okay. do. And, that, and I was telling her too, like after every show, we kind of learn something new. Got it. So we are gonna make up like little maintenance cards, kind of. Got it. And we're gonna attach them to every cutting board. Yeah, but that's we do really tell cool. them. I'm like, if you ever have any questions, obviously, you know, like, contact me. Um, if you ever have any problems, you know, go ahead and contact. We'll try to fix it. But we always tell them that maybe after a couple of washes. Um, add some mineral oil. Just rub it on, and that's it. With mineral oil, it'll soak it in quickly if it needs it. it. Um, we usually leave ours soaking overnight, so at, at that point, it's just soaked up as much as it could. It. And you said with the hard wood, if you use a knife on it, it's not going to scratch or, or scrape the wood? It won't. Like with this one, and you'll feel it. Like you could dig your nail into this, and, and you'll feel it, but not as soft as like pine. If you put your pine, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll feel it right away. Pull right away. Yeah. <laughs> so with this one, as long as you're not hacking away like a butcher block, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. So I would see it not giving you any problem for like a year or so. If maybe they have this constant use and you're actually getting good use out of it, then, um, then yeah, you'll start seeing the scratches. You'll start seeing everything to a point where, you know what, bring it in, sand it, and we'll be good. But as far as to be trashed, like I said, yeah. unless you're going to town with it, Butcher knife, like, yeah. 
Start start opening up a little taco stand, man, and just uh, start hacking away. I know. I've been wanting to do a butcher block because even butcher block it's different too. It's a little bit more work than uh, like a regular cutting board, and people would like it and they would they would see it, but I usually don't make them because it's as it is with these. It's sometimes hard to sell them. Yeah, and um, so. With a butcher block, I think I'm once I get some time, I'll probably end up doing one just because it doesn't take up too much space. Yeah, yeah. And but it's if you do the end, it's the end grain, which is will be the hardest part of the wood. And that one you can go go to town with it with a butcher block or whatever, yeah. with a butcher knife and no scratches whatsoever. Nice. Wow, that's really cool. And it's because you're closer to the to, to the, the grain or to yeah, the um, well, it's the edge the piece, so it's this part. Mm -hmm. So with this part, since the fibers of the wood are going this way. Mm -hmm. uh, even if you start cutting it, you won't open them up because they're kind of pointing forward. Uh -huh. So if you get a knife, it's just kind of going in between it. So it's harder, too, because when you're sending it, too, it takes a lot longer than the face grain. Um, the, so that, that's why it's, uh, it's better for, for, like, butcher shops and things like that. But that means if you're going top down, you, you can't get them that big. No, that's why it's more work because you kind of, let's say if you're going to do a butcher block with this design, you glue it up like this first, then you cut this one, and then you flip them forward, and then you glue ah. them again. So it's like you're creating like almost two cutting boards just with that one cutting board because you have to glue them all together first. You slice them, and then the slice pieces, you glue them face up, and then you you sand them again and get them smooth. Yeah. So it's, it's more work, but, you know, it, it's if it's it's nice cutting board. If it's something that you know you're going to use, I mean... You can't be something like that. Yeah. How do people order these things? Do they do they come to you, give you a call, or Instagram, or website, or mostly Instagram? We're working on a website, but right now most of the stuff is Instagram, email. Um, we don't have a Facebook yet. We've been hesitant on social media. Ah, you don't need a Facebook. Yeah. That's remote. It's, it's, it's going out of business, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I was going to buy stock, but it's not. <laughs> it's like MySpace. It's all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like we have it. As it is, I mean, we're not big on social media. Yeah. I mean, we we had our, our personal account just to share pictures of our kid when we got married. Um, but you see the power of it, right? Cause now, that's why whenever we still, when I was talking to my wife, I'm like, you know what? You know, if we are going to do this for taking orders, then we're going to have to open at least. Like, I don't want a Facebook account. I said, I don't want to open it. Like, Let's do Instagram. At least it's pictures, you know, a little bit simpler to handle. And, yeah, we did that, and majority of the orders come through Instagram or email, but we do get a lot of people from uh, shows when we do the, like, the, the antique fair, we got a couple of orders from there too. Nice. Um, and, 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 I, and I always invite people, like not necessarily to go and buy stuff, but at least let's say if you show up, you could see kind of like different type of words you can do, because it's yeah. different seeing them in pictures than seeing them in person. Yeah, yeah. And that way you could get a feel of you know the type of wood that like, if you end up choosing somebody yeah. or doing something with let's say that's not with me but at least it'll give you ideas of what you would like to do yeah. so I have an idea and so this this I think is gold and it's gonna just get you to quit your job and you're gonna do this full time you know the the, the idea of of the teddy bear right and kids have a teddy bear and but then you go to these stores and I don't know what they're called and you can create your own teddy bear build a bear and these build a bears are, are how much? They're I just went I just went uh, two weeks for my daughter's birthday. That was that was her birthday gift, and uh, they get you, man. So it's how, like twenty, well, it's, 20 it's twenty bucks for the bear itself. 
But then they get you on the accessories, man. I end up walking out with like hundred dollar bear, man. So here's here's this. If as you say, the wood and so forth. I mean, coming to like the antique fair, I would say if I can go in there and customize, pick my wood, pick the size, pick the cut, and then you get a custom piece. That's something that someone will you know pay more as opposed to it being off the shelf. And so I think that might be a, a, a pretty cool niche for. And, and that's why I invite people, like people that are interested in getting a cutting board. Um, I always tell them, I mean, not, like I said, obviously it may be nice to buy something, yeah. but with me it's more of like coming in and you get to see the different colors of the wood. So that way you could, in, you know, let's say Padoop. Yeah, it's red, but then you could see like the color of the red. You could, and you could customize your own. And for me, it's, I wouldn't charge them anymore for doing that. It would just be a matter of having it there and just making it. Because even I was bouncing ideas off of my wife the other day about doing like a little workshop with cutting boards. But even then, that would be like a whole weekend thing. Because mm-hmm. the first day you would come in and you build your cutting board, whatever color you want, whatever grain you want, whatever length you want. And then the first day, it's just that, and you glue it together, and that's it. You can't do anything to it to the following day. And the following day, that's when you would start the finishing process. So you, that's when you start sanding it, leveling it. And then at, towards the end of the day, you just dip it in oil at home, and you have your own cutting board. So I have the next great idea for you, right? right. So right across, remote, right, across right, street, right? Okay. Right, right, right across the at, street. At no cost. At yeah. no cost. There's this place, and if you've been inside, it's called the Knotted Apron. Have you yes. heard of them? You've yeah. been inside? Yeah. Okay, so it is a cooking school, mm-hmm. right? So you go in there, husband and wife, significant other, you pay 60, 70 bucks, and you, make, you learn how to make dinner, and then you eat it. So if you were to charge, whatever, $50, people bring their own wood, and it's an ongoing thing where it's a group of five, whatever people, they come and they cut the thing together, and that's day one or Saturday one. Mm-hmm. I think that will be really cool because some people have the passion, like Jesse, that want to you know, get kind of your hands Push dirty. The tools and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, maybe the safety thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> they have to no, something. That's all, I always try to um, I always try to make stuff reasonable for people because I know, I know people want to – something nice but you know it could get expensive for, for nice stuff so i always try to work with people's budget so I, i've done pieces where i didn't finish them i just kind of made it for them so at that point they just stained it painted it finished it however they wanted and they still get a custom piece that they help make and i think it gives them a little bit more sense of pride because i'm like yeah you know you finished that you mm-hmm. did that like yeah i just slapped it together but you finished it to make it look nice for the space that you wanted yeah. and um so I always try to do that. But stuff like that, like, it's just I have to figure out something that's small enough. I mean, if it's something like that, I've, I've never had an issue with helping people out. Like, if it's um, either giving advice with limited knowledge right now, you know? So, like, if it's something advice, more than happy to do it. I mean, people have helped me out. So it would be wrong of me not to help other people out. Yeah. So helping people out has never been an issue. Nice. Even if it's a simple thing like, hey, you know what? I have these boards. You think you could chop them down for me? Bring them over. As long as I know you, because then yeah. you're, going, you're <laughs> Come coming to my house. house you now, know, now you know Remo, so Remo's gonna be at your door. Uh. I, I'm actually pulling up. So I, I, we, like I was telling you earlier, we had this glue lamp piece, and I they cut a little piece of it off because we didn't need all of it. Mm-hmm. And I have this six by oh, sixteen awesome. by about twenty inch piece of wood that had just been sitting in my near my front door mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, man, I need to turn this into a cutting board. So I just did a screenshot here and I'll show you, but it's not the best picture. But um so what if it's something like a glue lamp, right? What could actually be done with something like that that's been sitting out there for a month or two in the exterior? 
I wouldn't do it food safe because glue lamb, I mean, you have different types of glues, different type of finishes. You don't know what kind of stuff they put in it. So if you're going to be using knives on it, you could finish it in a sense where it would be like a something serving-wise, mm-hmm. uh, but not necessarily cutting board, like, you know, when you're cutting stuff in it. And it would still be safe to serve. Yeah, if you put a, if you, you're going to put a protective finish over it, like any, any furniture, you always seal it. But, uh, yeah, with something like that, um, uh, you could still, because even though they have salad bowl finishes, and uh, I've used that one too, and it's just, you're just putting a, a clear protectant over it, you know, so it won't, um, so you can still clean it, and you won't obviously rub off any stain or anything. Um, with that, I mean, you could always put some legs on it, make it like a little side table. Um, if you want to do like something kitchen-wise, you could maybe put some like leather handles on the side. And it'll be like a big, like beefy butcher block. How would you put leather handles on the side? Um, um, they sell them. So you would just would they be more like like a U shape that yeah, just and then you just grab in? it and like screw it into the ah. wood, and then you have a big beefy one. Okay. Um, you you could buy them because they usually sell like real leather like handles for like kitchenware, mm-hmm. like for your kitchen cabinets and stuff, like little pools. We've used, we've seen stuff like that. So. All right, we'll be over tomorrow yeah. with the board. <laughs> just making a big doorstop, man. Yeah. There you go. We're a big doorstop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shape oh, it out. Yeah. yeah. So so were you uh, were you born or raised here in Whittier? No, I was born in uh, in Los Angeles. I grew up in Los Angeles. Um, maybe I came here a couple of times when when the Nixon Building was a club. Back okay. In the Back in the the good old days. Yeah, back in there. Yeah, in Ibiza local, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even then, I wasn't a big club person, but we came here, I think, with friends. So that's like your first take with the experience. But I was always, for some reason, I was always drawn here. Yeah. Even when, when we got married and we were looking for a place, her family is more towards uh, like Covina, Chino Hills, and my family's in LA. So, and then same thing with work. I work in Downey and she works in Diamond Bar. So we wanted something centralized. Mm-hmm. So Whittier kind of fell into that place. Nice. So, so when we got married, we moved here, and yeah, we we were renting a little back house by Whittier College, and even then we're like, oh, what do you call that? Oh, should, should be too bad. I grew up. I mean, my senior year we were next to USC, so oh, okay. I mean, you had parties there for a long. Yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah it was n- not quiet. So we would walk up here every week, and not every weekend, but we would walk over here, have some drinks, eat. It was pre-child, so it was yeah. a, a more speakeasy that way. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, um, but even now she loves it, so it's, and she's a good eater. Like, she's not a picky eater. Yeah. She's a slow eater, but she's not a picky eater. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we could, we've tried different places, and she'll find something there eventually. So even now, like, I'm glad we're still able to do that. Come yeah. down here, have a drink. Grab something to eat. We're like what ten minutes away from my house. Nice. So it's not that bad. So when you come up here, do have you been um, kind of recognized? Do people say, "Hey, are you the woodwork guy?" No, well, and it's funny too because like it's weekends when we're like, like let's go have breakfast in uptown, and then she's like. Well, like, I have to get dressed. I'm like, let's just go quickly. We'll just grab a quick bite. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're not going to run into anybody. Like, really, we're not. Like, I don't know that many people. And then she's like, no, 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 we need to get ready. I'm like, all right, fine. So, you know, they take their time. They get ready. And, like, we go to a restaurant, and we run into, like, Pedro from where we're with Pedro and mm-hmm. And like, she's like, see, I told you we're going to run into people, you know. And it's just there. Yeah. But then we go, and then we run into other people. And we're like, dang. So like now, like all these people are like that they, they recognize me or they recognize yeah. my daughter because I do a lot of stories to my daughter. 
Yeah. So, you know, they, they'll recognize us. And even her, she's run into, like, school buddies here. Yeah. Where they're like, hi, Natalia. And I'm like, how do you, who knows yeah. you? Who's that? And she's like, oh, <laughs> that's my friend Salsa from school. Like, yeah. we're playing this and this and that. And we're like, dang, like, you're getting recognized. <laughs> like, All right, cool. You're like, she has her own Instagram. Yeah, I know. We should open up her own little woodshop helper or something. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But no, more and more, I mean, it's weird. But but I've known, like, a lot of the, the shop owners. You know, so that, that's also nice too. Yeah. Like I've started doing more of the whole shop local stuff. You know, so small business stuff. Yeah. So and it's nice because you're actually able to support people that you know do all these things for you know for the local city and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. What uh, out of all the events you do, uh, what's your favorite uh, so far? I mean, is there like one that you kind of look uh, towards every? Uh, because I know you do the monthly, obviously, we do art, the art show. show, yeah. And I know you probably do several pop-ups, but, like, is there one that you're like, man, I, this is just uh, it for me? It was the first one. I really liked the first one that we did, It was, and it was just super small. I think it was maybe, like, 10, 12 vendors. Nice. But it was uh, the Whittier Handmade pop-up. It's, it's uh, Every day is, like, Sunday. She sets it up, Dana. And um, they usually have, if anything, maybe, like, three, four events a year. Yeah. Um, spring, summer, fall, and then what three? Because yeah. spring, summer, and then fall, Christmas one. Yeah. Um, and that was really nice because I knew a lot of them there. A lot of the vendors there, like I've met them before, and it's people doing stuff from the house. You know, they're just selling stuff, and uh, and it's nice because you recognize them and they recognize you, and you talk to them. And that was my first event, so I was like super like stressed, like worried, not stressed but worried. Like I'm like, wow. oh, nobody's gonna buy anything. I'm just going to come home with everything. And, <laughs> you know, away just where am I going to put it? And then she was like, oh, Christmas is coming up. We'll hand out cutting boards for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you get a cutting board. You get a cutting board. Everybody just gets like a Oprah. cutting board. Just throw cutting boards everywhere. That's funny. But um, no, like it was it was awesome. I had a blast. The time flew by quickly. Um, yeah. It, towards the end, I was like, wow, it's already 3 o'clock. And it was just because it was so small, you were still... You were able to communicate with everybody. Like, you're still talking to people. People would come in. And it was at, a, at somebody's house. So it wasn't even, like, a big event, you know, at somebody's backyard. People just show up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's word of mouth at that point. Right. It's just people who you invited or who you told or people that follow who, so and so. Yeah. yeah. And it was fun. It was fun. That was the first show that I did, and it was very enjoyable. So that's all. Oh, you know what? Then we could probably do something. Yeah. So that's when we did. Um, the next one we did was the art straw. And... Um, it did good, but for those, I think we get more orders. Yeah, than, for people, sales. What, yeah. they get ideas and they want to mm-hmm. do something. Yeah. yeah. So we did that one because we had stuff left over from Christmas. And then we just kept on doing it. So one day out what, of the month. What has been the weirdest, or not weirdest, but the, well. The weirdest request? An order that you like, man, that's like, you almost have to scratch your head on that one and say, can I do it? Can I not do it? Or I don't know. Like Remo turning this big beam into. I know. A I think that was been the weirdest one, right? <laughs> right. LVL turned into a cutting board. Um, well, it, it's just uh, w- you know wood I have at home, so it's you know I want. Yeah. I, I feel bad throwing it away, so that's why I just sat there yeah. building up this broken statue in front of our house for the last like three four months. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I haven't gotten anything too strange. 
I mean, or or something like paddle comments with the charcuterie yeah. boards, but or something that you received and you're like, man, that's that's a that's a cool little project or challenge, and let's get to the, it. The, like the little cribs that I've done okay. because it's small pieces, and like I like doing those little prop things, and it, it's I even got a, a coworker of mine. They uh, he uh, ordered um, it's like a little display, and that was a little head scratcher. So I enjoyed it because trying to figure out how to do it because he only showed me a picture. And it was, uh, you know, those little Zoom Zoom characters, the little plush toys from Disney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, shaped like a house. And then the chimney is where, so, like, the door is clear so you could see your display, your collection. And you drop them through the chimney, and they land. So just trying to figure it out, I'm like, okay, like, it's doable. He's like, can you do that? I'm like, yeah, I could do that. But I'm like, hmm, how am I going to do that? So that was, that was an interesting little job. There you go, Remo. Your next uh, project right there. Zoom Zoom display. The Remo Flyers. house. I, once I have a Zoom Zoom, I know what a Zoom Zoom is. <laughs> then, um, so what, what kind of tools do you have then at, at home to just do? Because that sounds like it's not your just a saw that you have, right? Well, most of them, it, it, it's just figuring out how to do it with what you have. I mean, we slowly, like, I've been, I guess, collecting all these tools. And, um, mm-hmm. uh the table so I think is the one that we I use the most now. I was a bit intimidated at first. You see all these stories about people cutting their fingers. Yeah, around. yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was a bit intimidating. But no, you know, you buy certain safety things and try to keep your fingers away from it. Yeah. But no, the table side is good with that stuff. Very versatile machine. It's big and it helps you do a lot of those angle cuts, a lot of weird cuts, and safer if you if you know how to use it. Clamps. I mean, clamps is something that you use with everything. With all these cutting boards, I mean, you have to have plenty of clamps to squeeze all the boards together when you're gluing them up. Um, table saw, miter saw. Uh, my wife is getting into scroll work. So it's like a little... It's a, the blade is maybe like this big. It's kind of like a sewing machine. It's just going up and down, but that's when you shape the wood. So you're able to cut out wording, designs. Letters. Oh, so you can actually engrave... Almost letters in not a board? En- not engrave it, but let's say if if you have like a big piece and you just want to cut out like a circle or let's say like a love, you know, or what have you, where you draw it out with a pen and then you kind of just run it. And it's just a blade that's going up and down. And you just move the board to follow the, the line that you want. Got it. So it just shaves off a little bit. Yeah, it just cuts it. Got, yeah. it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. But even that with engraving, like I w- I've gotten orders. For Valentine's Day, I made a cutting boards with like a little heart, you know, or stuff like that. And I've gotten a couple of orders for more of those. And I guess right now it's wedding season, uh, so I'll probably do a couple of them and have them ready in case anybody wants yeah. something like that. It's already ready made and you can just take it yeah. instead of waiting like a week. Nice. Yeah, that's a heck of a, a wedding gift. That's a pretty cool wedding gift. I, 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 think, so. I think it's very yeah. personable. I mean, mm-hmm. you could always, you know, personalize it with either the person's name. Initials. Yeah, and if it's, uh, that's one of those things that at the antique fair, she um, she bought it for a friend that was getting married in the East Coast, but he grew up here in Whittier. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, he's going to love it because he grew up here. So knowing that it was made by someone here, like he's going to even appreciate it even more. Yeah, yeah. And he, she's going to like it because it was in store-bought. Like, like you made it, you live here, and it's where he grew up. Nice. So it, it was nice, you know, when just talking to her. Like, talking to all these people that come in, and you're like, it's 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 nice seeing hearing all their stories regarding this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, have you gotten any orders from uh, like other like far places other than like California? 
Uh, or you have to ship it? South like, Carolina. Really? Yeah. How, they, how did they find you? They just... It was a uh, California. I cut out a California shape uh, out of Redwood. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to order it. I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, it's so-and-so. And they're like, oh, okay, you know, I'll pay for you. I'm like, okay, well, where do you want to meet up? You know, if you're local, I could meet you up here, you know, or uh, you know, I could meet you in Uptown. And they're like, oh, well, can you ship it to me? I'm in South Carolina. And I was like, what? Why are you going to California? <laughs> in South Carolina. But no, he ended up uh, uh, working with, um, it's a veterans program. It was a CA, a California run for the soldiers or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, they run their soldiers. They run to raise money. Mm. So he, we ended up putting a, cutting out a vinyl of their logo, and we shipped it to the Andrew Air Force Base. Wow. So he donated it to them. Oh, very cool! Oh, that's that's really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. So instead of shipping it over there, we ended up shipping it over here. Mm. Nice. That's really nice. Yeah, but I think that's been the farthest one. We haven't. We're thinking about opening up a Etsy, but then that's the thing too. Like, actually, that's probably the best like place that. to go. It's mm-hmm. uh. I had an old guy who, um, this guy, his wife was, um, his wife, um, for the birthday party, the kid's birthday party, started doing um, cutouts, like, uh, you know, you know how they do, like, the happy birthday string, you mm-hmm. know? And so they did, like, an intricate little pattern. They cut it out all on, in, in whatever, pepper, uh, papers and stuff like that. And... Uh, and out of that, uh, she same thing. She like like people start saying, "Hey, can can where'd you get that?" You know, like, "Why well, made it? Can you make one?" All of a sudden, like, it turns into a business where she's doing it on Etsy. Yeah. Um, and so now she has these predefined patterns that you could kind of pick from, um, mm-hmm. and she, you know, and, and orders just keep coming through. I'm like, yeah. man, what a great way to dis- distribute yeah. something without having to have an actual you know storefront. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I thought it was kind of cool. But yeah, yeah anything it, with that with that it's it, with us that I feel. Like I said, I tend to overthink things. Yeah. But with, with things like with a cutting board or bigger things like that, it's heavier, it's bigger. So shipping costs come into play more so. And in the end, Etsy obviously ends up, you know, the charging the customer. Yeah. And then, you know, that's how it's paid. So it's, for me, the only extra effort would be taking it to the post office. Yeah. Know? But it's just, it gets expensive at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, then that's where it's going to open. Because if you want to buy it, you know what the shipping costs are. Yeah. If you want to still get it, go for it. Cool. But yeah, that's what we we would do stuff like that for my daughter's birthday. We would do all those we game <laughs> a silhouette, cutting all these little designs, nice. and a simple birthday party it turns into like an extravagant carnival <laughs> theme <laughs> with like a merry-go-round, and yeah. you're like, oh man, what is your address again? Let me yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm serious. Her birthday's was, in November. Yeah. I heard. So around. December, I'll be posting stuff up for sale. <laughs> <laughs> Party supplies, you know, it's right there ready. Or rent, come rent the car, this carousel for it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're getting the finger from Christine, <laughs> the wrap it up finger. So we're going to get into some woodier questions here. So, um, you know, when you're not working on with wood and you're not at your job and you want to come out here in, in Uptown or really anywhere in Whittier, where do you normally uh, venture off to as far as getting a, a bite to eat or maybe an adult beverage? Uh, different places. We try to hit up a couple of different places. Uh, What's your go-to right go-to, now? Our go-to, I guess, safe, safe bed is always like the bottle room because we both like a certain place from there. Um, What's your favorite dish from there, here in your eyes? I usually get that burger. That's on burger. She gets the chorizo flatbread. That one's really good, by the yeah. way. Um, but usually that's without child because my daughter doesn't oh. care for their mac and cheese. <laughs> really? 
it's it's a hit and miss, right? Yeah. Don't like, like, like don't mac and cheese. Exactly. Really That's good. what it is. Because at first she's like, I love the mac and cheese. Take yeah. the bacon off. So I'm like, it's. Oh yeah, we love bacon. Can we, can we get yeah? Can we get the bacon on the side or, or put it into go box? And then she's like, "Well, the cheese isn't orange enough because like, it's real cheese." Yeah. So it's different things, and but we've been like uh, CGK. We've been there for brunch, and it's really delicious. So it's just a matter of waking up early enough to make it there. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it busy on a, on a, um, for brunch? The times we've been there isn't. It hasn't. Maybe we sit down. We get there. We sit down. We don't take full advantage of it because I'm allergic to shellfish, so it's mm. not like avocado, but it's mm. most of the stuff there that looks really good. But we, the other stuff that they have, even like their breakfast taco, it's yeah. really good. Mm. Saturdays, it's become a tradition to go to a rad toast. So after her mm. folklorico class, we take her over mm. there and we have breakfast there. Nice. And, but yeah, different places, Commoner, Rusty Monk. It's a lot of good places here. Very so cool. it's, it's, it's nice because... Even, um, well, we have a Mexican place that a lot of people don't know right here off of, uh, I think it's off of First Avenue and Whittier Boulevard. I think it's called uh, Baja Rosaritos Mexican. Oh, Baja Tacos? No, it's Rosarito Mexican. Mexican Grill? Something like that. I don't, I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's... What? It's... No we, way, we stumped, Christine. We stumped our... Uh, Not a lot of people know it, though. Because I've even mentioned it to Steph from Hungry and Whittier. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, Taco Grill. There you go. Not you a lot of people there? know it. No. Oh, man, my dad's calling me. Sorry. <laughs> As it ends, he's gonna call you. Like, You've never been there? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I took you when you were a little girl. We were there last week. No, so. but that was really good. And, like, their menu is, like, all over, like, three walls. So you go it's like the day. Cheesecake Factory. It's like, or no, BJ's has like a 50-page menu. Yeah. So, I mean, we always get like the Torta Cubana or, you know, different things. But that one's a really good place. A lot of people don't know about it, but it's really good. Now they know. Yeah. Hopefully. Nice. And if there's one thing in Whittier that you would like to see here that that's not currently here and it could be just about anything, what would you like the city to? Farmer's Market, man. Get the, the summer market going again. That would be nice. You're talking about the one they close the street off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the one that where they close because they have the Friday one. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the one that they that summer it was a summer market or yeah. whatever they call yeah. it because they kind of started doing it again in Comstock. Yeah. But I like the one that they had here in Greenleaf. That would be nice if it was able. To, I, I know there's a bunch of issues with it and it's hard for everybody to jump on it, but that would be nice. Nice. Um, Good opportunity to sell. <laughs> no, I, well, just to walk around in it. I mean, yeah. it, it was nice. Like we enjoyed just walking down, we'll grab some, you know, strawberries or what yeah. have you, and eat, and then grab a beer before we went back home. Yeah. See that that's that's what I'm talking about uh, when we talk about providing an environment or an area that that truly serves everybody. You know, especially like the locals. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know young couples, uh, uh, young families, older families, uh, older kids, young kids, you know, basically having something for everybody, um, and that's I think what's really missing. I don't or I don't say missing. I just don't think we've really polished it enough to be to where it's 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 really there, mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of people that move around uptown the uptown area. For that same reason, like thinking, like you know what, I could, I, if I want to go get a get a beer, uh, I, it's walking distance. Yeah. Coffee, walking distance. You know, 
go get you know grab something to eat we're gonna walk yeah mm-hmm. park walking distance but but i think it it's um but then you get the opposite people who say you know what there's really you know there's uh, no parking yeah well <laughs> yes or, or, or like you know what there's really not something for me here so i end up driving away from here you know mm-hmm. and it's like well why'd you end up moving here in the first place yeah and and uh i think that's where we're you know i think we really need to work a little bit harder on yeah to be able to uh polish the uptown area just so it becomes it becomes that um yeah. Because again, you're not the only one that that you're not the only family that's moved here for that reason, mm-hmm. and so to be able to provide something for for now and future families, I think it'd be it's a, like a win-win for everybody. Yeah, well, I was talking to the people from Whittier Brewing Company, and I think that's gonna hopefully I'm hoping at least that mm-hmm. especially with their outdoor area because they were yeah. saying they want to bring like music in that would yeah. be cool. Yeah, um, or like little little events for local stuff, you know, and that would be nice too because the parking lot is right there. Yeah. I mean, I can have my beer and still pay attention to work. her. Yeah. <laughs> and, you you can know, walk I'll home. still work at the other pop-up, too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see? So. It's a walking distance. Uh, yeah. that's, that's a key, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. And, th- and that's what we loved about when we lived up here in Uptown. Um, we could just walk over here. Yeah. You know, on Friday night. And it's safe enough where we could walk home 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Not have to worry about anything. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have done that growing up where I did. But exactly. But here, like. I have no issues with it. Is there an opportunity to put the logo on these things? Yeah, we, we just recently bought a branding iron. Nice. So I nice. just got a branding iron. That's really and cool. And then that's what I'm thinking with the, the new ones that I'm going to do. Yeah. Just put the brand on the back of it. A lot of people like it. I always try. I'm, like, self-conscious about it. I'm like, I'm going to start, like, branding there, like, polo, no, everything. Well, no, no, here. So, uh, and I see this because you look at the logo, and it's it, it has, like, this um, – it has this kind of like uh, a craftsmanship, you know, handcrafted uh, look to it, uh, antique almost, uh, with obviously like some kind of, you know, contemporary spin to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't, it, it's kind of general, you know, it says yeah. Whittier, woodworking. Exactly. Who that is, what it is, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the mystery about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and anybody could, could wear it, right? Yeah. It's uh, oh, yeah. Um, which is why I think your shirts and hats were selling uh, that one day. Yeah, because it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're here, you, uh, you either love or hate the city, but if you're uh, here, you probably love it. No, and yeah. it's kind of like when you know when you you go to New York and you take you buy that coffee mug that says I love New York, mm-hmm. even though you're not from New York, you know mm-hmm. it's uh, you bring it back and it's a piece. Yeah, it, it's something that you cannot take away. Um, so, anyways, that's my suggestion. I was going back and forth on these bottle openers. <laughs> which, if I had it on my counter, which one would look cooler? Like. You know, this one's a little bit thicker than that one. No, man, appreciate it. Thank you yes. for bringing these on. No, no problem. Thank you guys for having us. So, so how do how do um, how do our listeners uh, follow you or contact you? Uh, Instagram Whittier Woodworks, um, and then we have email Whittier Woodworks at gmail dot com. Okay. Yeah. Best options there. And that's how they can reach you to order, place orders. Yeah. If buy. you have any questions, uh, if you ever want to look at stuff, we're usually here in um, in Uptown for the art show. We live close by, so my wife is here. I could come here. If you're ever interested in seeing what a certain wood looks like finished, I mean, we could always meet up here. I've met people at Lyft, at Monarca, nice. and then they just see whatever they mix. I will bring them samples if it's something custom. I always try to make them a sample, a color sample yeah. of what they kind of have in mind, and then they choose whichever one they like, and then whatever gets made from that. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again, yeah. no, and uh, awesome. on to the next one. Thank you so much. Thank See you, you later, Woody. Bye, Woody.